We're pleased to be joined on Ion College Football by Toledo head coach Jason Candle. The Rockets are now 9-2 and two Wednesday night, 398 rushing yards, 66 points. It felt like a Big 12 game on Wednesday. What was the most satisfying thing about the eighth straight win over Bowling Green? Well, in a game that's so important to, to both communities, you know, it's a really unique rivalry in the sense that the proximity of the two universities are so close and you know, it's a big deal for our city and, and our community and certainly our university to, to go and uh, represent and play really well in that game. And I thought our guys, uh, right from the start, came out and played a physical brand of football and, and uh, certainly played really well for all 60 minutes. You're now one step away from the MAC championship game. You've been to the bowl game uh, last seven years. This one will make eight, but the last MAC championship was back in 2004. So how great is the importance to reach that goal? Well, this game is the next step. You know, it's the it's the next game on the schedule, and it's certainly, you know, we've we've worked and since last January to put ourselves in this position to to have a chance to um, to do that. And um, you know, we're we've handled our work for the you know the weeks leading up to and the months leading up to this, and now it's, now it's time to go uh, play well. And this is a team in, in Western Michigan that we're playing that you know last two years we've been in the same situation. They've beaten us the day after Thanksgiving, and ultimately. Um, you know, kept us out of that title game both years. So it's a really important game for our seniors and um, certainly, our, you know, our football team and our football program. Talking with Toledo head coach Jason Candle, the Rockets now 9-2 and two after Wednesday's win. I also mentioned the 398 rushing yards. Your team did a great job running the football, obviously. But before we spotlight this year's performance, I want to take us half a step back. Kareem Hunt enjoying a terrific rookie season with the Kansas City Chiefs. What has his success meant to you and how does it impact the program? Well, I think it's been huge. I mean, you know, that guy is, you know, whether it's Thursday night, Sunday afternoon, Monday night, you know, he's had a, he's had, seems to me that he's had the prime time spots to, to go play really well. And it started with that first game with, you know, opening night and, you know, him having just such a tremendous, you know, opening game, you know, and I think for Kareem's situation, you know, we're, we're so proud of him and so, you know, so proud of the growth and, you know, development that he's had and certainly, he was always a guy when he was here that loved football and loved this and had a great competitive spirit about him, a guy that went to practice every day and, you know, was the same guy every day. And, you know, that's a, there's something we preach around here. And when you certainly you have a guy to be able to have success on the back end of it after buying into the program for four years, it, it certainly validates everything that you, you sell and you teach and recruiting and certainly validates everything with your own team, you know, that, um, you know, hey, here's the blueprint of how you can be successful. And, and uh, we're seeing the results of that right now. He and Terry Swanson were roommates, and Swanson has really taken the torch this year, having an outstanding season. How much has their relationship contributed to his success this year? I think it's probably, you know, it's a good, it's a good, uh, you know, some it's a, it's a year to have a conversation with. It's, it's somebody to listen to when maybe you're down. Terry's battled a couple injuries throughout the year here, and He's been kind of up and down with his, you know, his status in some games, whether he can play or not. And you know, he's he's always been a guy that's answered the bell and uh, is just a genuinely a tough guy. And uh, you know, I think Kareem going through it week in and week out, and not too many guys playing in the National Football League that aren't tough guys. And as a back in that league, you take a pounding and a beating. And Kareem is is uh, certainly uh, feeling the effects of that now as well. So, you know, those guys are remain really close, and we're really close when they when Kareem was in school here and. 
I'm sure that those guys talk often, and it's it's, it's really fun to watch those guys interact. And what does it say about Swanson after leaving the previous game early with an ankle injury, coming back and rushing for nearly 200 yards on Wednesday? Well, I think, you know, there were some questions of whether he was going to be able to go or not. I think he's he's totally been committed to our program and done a great job of getting himself ready to, to play each and every week. But I think anybody that doubted him last week doesn't, doesn't realize that he's from Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, and, you know, that place just – breeds tough people and you know when the chips are down and it matters the most you can count on that guy and then you had freshman Shakif Seymour who had five rushing touchdowns just 67 yards but still five rushing TDs on the night what should the future hold for him well you got a really bright future I think the other night in that game I Terry ran the ball all the way down the field and Kareem got all the touchdowns (laughs) (laughs) the closer so to speak but uh no, he uh, he's got a really bright future. He's a bigger back. He's you know he's got really great feet and, and balance for for being a, a bigger bodied guy. Um, you know, and he's a load to bring down. You know, and those guys have been you know along with Art Tompkins have been a nice one two three punch and really you know provides us a little bit of a change of pace throughout the course of a game. But our rushing attack, you know, led by those five offensive linemen up front. The other night was uh, was really efficient. Um, give those guys up front a lot of credit because we've had some guys that. You know, we lost our starting left guard in the Miami game. You know, we lost our, you know, the guy that replaced him two weeks ago uh, to a season-ending injury, and we've we've been without our center for a couple weeks throughout the year. So, you know, it's kind of been a uh, some new faces in and out of there on the offensive front. So, but to, so to be able to put up those type of numbers and you know running the ball was really impressive, in my opinion. And your quarterback Logan Woodside has had a very, very good year. For for most that might not be familiar with him, obviously he he passed Bruce Gradkowski for the school record in touchdown passes. He's already the all time leading passer, you know, and also in the Heisman conversation as well. You know, what can you say about this guy to to those that don't aren't or or really aren't familiar with him? Yeah, he uh, he led the country in touchdown passes last year. Um, you know, and he's so efficient he's so accurate he makes great decisions you know he's up over 20 tds this year already and and only to two interceptions on the season so you know he's not a guy that's going to make a ton of mistakes like i said he's very accurate with the ball uh he's a tremendous player he's a tremendous leader he's a he's a guy that you want with the ball in his hands late in the game and uh certainly a guy that has the ability to make the other 10 guys around him better on each and every snap and i think that's what you really want your quarterback a guy that you know can make great decisions and is accurate and yet has a, that leadership quality that guys rally around. I mean, he's, he's everything you want, you know what I mean? And he's, you know, anything that uh, any recognition that he gets is, is certainly, you know, deserved and, you know, and probably gets slighted on some things to be honest with you, because his play over the last two years has been uh, statistically, you put that up with anybody in the country, you know, over a two year period. Talking with Toledo head coach, Jason Candle, the Rockets are nine and two on the season Candle nine and nineteen and six in two years at the as head coach after taking over for Matt Campbell. You have a sign in your weight room: the quickest path to failure is to believe in your own successes. Have you allowed yourself to appreciate what this team has done during your tenure so far? Well, I, you know, we've this is a hundred years of Toledo football, and you know, a hundred years is a long time. And there's been a lot of great players that have come through here, and certainly a bunch of great coaches that um, you know passed through these halls, and you know we. We're a proud tradition, and you know our guys understand and respect what they go to work each and every day for, and I certainly do that as well as a coach. And um, you know, but I was talking to our team yesterday about about this, and you know, if, if 
somehow we can figure out to win a couple more here. You know, there's only been two teams in the history of Toledo football that, you know, have won 12 games, and I think only one other one that's got to 11. You know, so this is a pretty special group, and this is a team that, you know, could really etch their name in the history of this program forever. Um, you know, so it's really cool to be in, in, in the middle of November here with a lot of things to play for, and um, we've got to continue to continue to do what, what we said we were going to do at the beginning of the year, and that was to respect each and every day and how important putting good days together, which lead to good weeks, and, um, you know, keep stringing them together and keep playing hard here. Speaking of tradition and success, you went to Mount Union, also coached there, like your predecessor, Matt Campbell. What is it about that place that has not only been a successful program, but has churned out some alumni that have had great success as well? Well, it's a winning culture. It's a, it's, it's, it's a program that, you know, is a very selfless program. It's, it's something that, you know, where you learn as a young age, that you know, that, um, you know, as at that you're in an age group when you play football there that, you know, everything, your thoughts are selfish thoughts, your, your actions are sometimes selfish actions. And, and I think that place probably taught a lot of us, including myself, that you can be a selfless person and you can gain individual success through the success of the team and through the success of the program. And, and really the, the value in, in being a piece of the puzzle, uh, really means, you know, it doesn't have to be all about you all the time. It's about, um, you know, your buy-in value to what your role and your job is. And when you can, and you're able to handle that and everybody in the organization can be on the same page, great things are going to happen. And I think, you know, that's a lesson that, you know, businesses all across our country struggle with each and every day. And certainly athletic teams, you know, at, at any level, whether it's middle school, all the way up to the professional ranks, they struggle with each and every day. So Larry Terrace and his staff and, and the people at that place at Mount Union have done it better for longer than anybody else has ever done it. Um, and it's just been a beautiful thing to see and watch and witness and really something I'm really proud to be a part of and to be able to call myself a Raider. Your wide receivers when you were working there as offensive coordinator were Cecil Shorts and Pierre Garcon. How do you get two wide receivers that go from Division Three to the NFL? What is the key in that? Well, just like you get a Kareem Hunt to go to the NFL, you, you have to have people, you have to have guys that you know ultimately have the talent, but I think that's just that's just the – that's just a little small part of it. You know, um, you have to be ultra talented. You have to be emotionally stable and you have to be committed to putting in the work necessary to surf to make that talent surface each and every day. And, you know, those three guys that I mentioned and, and a lot of other ones we've had here at Toledo that have had a chance to go on and play, you know, after their career have, have probably bought into that part of it more than anything, you know, and Cecil and Pierre, when they were at the Mount were two ultra talented guys, obviously, you know, NFL draft picks don't play Division Three football very often. Um, but they're, they were late developing guys in their career and uh, certainly bought into the plan that we had for them to, to develop, you know, and, and really got to when they got a chance to put themselves in, in, in company with Division One guys and, and some other places and all-star games and things like that. They didn't look out of place. They looked like they belonged. And, um, you know, they went on to have great careers. Pierre's still going and still playing really strong. And, Cecil's coming back from an injury and hopefully gets another shot at it. But, uh, you know, both of those guys have, have, have been awesome representations of what a Mount Union football player should look like. The adage says you always remember the toughest losses more than the greatest wins. Does the 2007 Stag Bowl still bother you? And if so, why? Every day. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, you know, that was a, a, I mean, that was my first year being the offensive coordinator, working for Coach Terrace and, and then being in a place where you were fortunate enough to play and having such a great relationship with coach and uh we had Cecil Shorts on our team that year and we had Pierre Garcon on our team that year two 
two draft picks at wide receiver, and I think to this day, I think they're the two only only two Division three wide receivers ever drafted. But maybe wrong on that. But I think that's the case. And I had them both on the same team, and I was their position coach and the play caller, and we lost the national championship game, and that was kind of a you know it was an eye opening moment for me. You know, as a coach, is you know you're never good as you think you are, um, and you you have to you know continue to you know prepare like. Uh, you know, each and every day is so important, and you can't you can't take for granted, you know, uh, of what you know a good work week looks like in each and every day. So, I think there's a lot of lessons in that in that game that taught me, that, you know, of, of and I'm not how to lose, but you know, you can be humbled really fast in this profession, no matter what the level is, and uh, you got to keep pressing on and keep doing good things, so good things happen to you on the back end. Well, here's hoping good things happen to you and the Rockets. Uh, one step away from the MAC championship game. It's been a terrific season so far. Thank you so much, Jason, for a couple of minutes. Greatly appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck the rest of the way, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for having me. Go Rockets.